This is the London Live Podcast. Listen live weekdays from 1 to 3 on 980 CFPL. Oh, we have a very happy day in the neighborhood because we've got another award show coming to London. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. We are going to be joined by the president of CMA of Ontario, the Country Music Association of Ontario, Steve Cassay. And I don't know about you, but anybody who ever grows up wanting to be a rock star, I, I was never that person. Or a country music star, I knew pretty early. You're not a very good singer, and you can't play an instrument worth a darn, so uh, pick something else. But anybody who's ever dreamed of doing that, you always wonder how they do it. And the roads to stardom, to success, it's like anything. We have students about to go back to school, some at college and university. Welcome back, and welcome to London if you're brand new. And we have a whole lot in high school. We have a whole lot in elementary school. And students anymore, because I really believe young people are smarter than they've ever been. They want to know, okay, here's where I want to go. So tell me what to do. Give me the A, B, C, D, and E, and I will tick off all of those boxes. I will do those things, and I will get to where I want to go. And in some cases, you can do that. But mostly it's, no, you talk to anybody who is at the top of the charts in their profession or is just in a place where they feel successful. This is just where they want to be. They're enjoying life. Things are great. And you say, yeah, okay, well, just a second. I'm, I'll grab a notepad here. Uh, okay, what did you do first? Did you did you go to a certain school? Uh, yeah, I did, but uh, I didn't stay there. I uh, I dropped out. Wait a minute. You're you're where you want to be, but you, you dropped out. Yeah, yeah, I dropped out. Okay. Uh, what did you do next? I don't know. I kind of bummed around for about six months. Bummed around for six months. Okay, I've written that down. Uh, what did you do then? Mm, you know, I I kind of ran into somebody one day on the bus. Run into someone on bus. Yeah, and they got talking to me, and uh, we just kind of had shared interests, and next thing you know, we decided to start up this company, and yeah, it just kind of blew up. Uh, okay, start company, hope it gets big. Oh, all right, uh, so we've got bummed around for six months, make sure you're riding the bus and bumping into people, and then start company and hope for the best. But so often, those are the stories, Right. Those are the stories that you hear. That's how people do wind up making it. There is, unfortunately, no A, B, C, D, or E. There's no one, two, three. It's just, it'll happen, or if you're determined enough, you just keep running back and forth until you find a way through. It's like a bad game of Red Rover out there sometimes. But we're going to talk with Steve Cassay, and I'm fascinated to kind of ask those questions. If you're born in Ontario and you want to be a country music star, how exactly are you doing it? Do you have to leave and go to Nashville or can you do it here? And the answer will probably surprise all of us. We are also going to, I'm excited to do this because we haven't talked with this guy in a while, Andy Fantuz, Grey Cup champion, CFL All-Star, Heck Crichton Trophy winner, 
in what was the CIS at that point, now U Sports, University Football. That's the best of the best. That's the biggest award you can win. Andy Fantuz will join us on the show to talk football and life. We'll get caught up. He started a family. So if you remember watching him with the Hamilton Tiger Cats or certainly with the Western Mustangs, we will talk with Andy Fantuz. And I'm interested to get his thoughts on a topic that has been going round and round thanks to the development of Rowan's Law, just on concussions and on football itself and playing football. Here's somebody who gave a great portion to his life and was a superstar in the game. And yet you you hear so many things about, wow, the danger of this, danger of that. I'd love to know his thoughts coming through it. So we'll talk to him about that. We have to talk about Fantuz Flakes as well. You realize Andy Fantuz had a cereal that was named after him that featured him on the front of the box. Fantuz Flakes. Maybe you had some. If you were in Saskatchewan, you couldn't go to a grocery store without finding them. But there were some shipments into southwestern Ontario as well. So uh, we'll talk Grey Cup, Fantuz Flakes, who knows what else we'll get into. Andy's a lot of fun. You may have heard this on 980 CFPL News. The CMA Ontario Awards returning to London in 2020, May 29th to 31st. It is the 8th annual. They'll happen at Centennial Hall. This is the third time London has hosted the event. And joining us right now is Steve Casse, the president of CMA of Ontario. Steve, how is today going? It's going great, thanks, Mike, because I know the city of London's a little bit of buzz this week, and we're really happy about that. Well, you are bringing the CMAs of Ontario back to London, Ontario, and that's, that is fantastic. We always have great fun when country music comes to town, it seems. So, yeah, you bet. You have created a buzz. Take us through London as a city to host the event. What do you like about us? Well, we love it. That's why we're coming back. The first thing we love about it are the people. The people behind the scenes are extraordinary. Chris Campbell and the group at uh, Tourism London, they're just so helpful. They're so engaged. They, they support us. They make us feel real great. So when we've been there, and we've been there twice before, um, we get the same thing back from the audience. The open-air concerts are always full, and the award show has great attendance. Um, it's, it's, it, you know, it's an essential spot. All the musicians, the artists, the industry people know London. They go to London. They play London. Um, and they just treat us really well. We're happy to go back. We're really excited to be back in London, to be honest with you. Country music has been such a, a big part of the fabric of this country for a long, long time, but it certainly has grown in recent years. The popularity is probably as high as it's ever been. How about for artists in Ontario? How, how do you look at the challenges for artists trying to make it in country music when you're not born in Nashville, Tennessee? Well, you know, you're right. The industry's developed. I've been involved in country radio for 35 years, and I've, I've watched the growth uh, day by day, week by week, year by year. It's so competitive now. There are so many talented people putting out really great product. I know it's hard for radio stations to keep up. Um, so being north of the border, it's fine. We have a terrific industry, and it's been uh, growing and developing over the years, as I say, with talent and with the ability to define talent, promote talent, and uh, the musical productions are just miles ahead of where they were 30 years ago. So it's it's just as competitive. To answer your question about Ontario, um, 
I don't know if the lion's share of Canadian artists are from Ontario, but boy, it's a real rich and deep list of artists that, that are Ontario artists. So we never have a problem populating the award show. Uh, so many artists want to come and play. They see it as a great way to introduce themselves to various markets, different people, and to be part of the show. It's going to be in its eighth year now. So um, we're really proud of the development. And without the artists and the fans, I mean, we wouldn't have anything going on. So that's why we're going back to Music City. Beautiful. Um, London, Ontario. Really happy to do so. Steve Cassay joining us, president of the Canadian Music Association of Ontario, the CMAs of Ontario, coming back to London, and they bring with them some of the best young artists, some of the best established artists. For a while, it seemed that the music industry was, hey, you know this YouTube thing? You should put your stuff up on YouTube, and someone will find you, and you'll get famous. <laughs> is that a thing that, that artists will try and do now, or, or is it back to being label representation? again what's important it sounds like you're asking a question at one of our conference seminars um it's an excellent question um you know back in the day the day there was radio television and uh newsprint and magazines now of course you hold the world in the palm of your hand if you own a smartphone and i don't know too many people who don't and these are the types of questions that we get asked at our seminar. Let me briefly recap for you. The weekend also for CMA Ontario members or anyone who wants to buy a ticket, uh, we have a full two days of seminars and conferences. We round up the best of the best producers, managers, artists, uh, label reps, managers, agents, performers, graphic artists, video production people. And we encourage people, We number one, we want to explain to people all the different ways there are to get your to get your music out there. You should be part of almost any platform you can get on. And we at the conference um, provide people with expertise to tell them how to do that. Um, the world has changed. The music industry has changed. The business has changed. The promotion of it has changed. And these days, as you mentioned, Mike, yes, some people are discovered on, on YouTube or discovered on SoundCloud. Um, there are so many people that are talented, but it's always been a struggle back from the early days of how exactly to hook your wagon to the right uh, vehicle to get it, you know, plowing down the road to success in terms of being a musical artist or a writer. Um, so those are some of the questions we answer. Indeed, that's that's what happens. It's a bigger and brighter world. Even in the world of radio, you just don't look at spins anymore. You account for listener demand. and You know, there are statistics available to see what people are choosing to listen to when they're not watching videos or listening to the radio. So tons of tools are out there. That's the kind of stuff we share. Our whole weekend, by the way, is jam-packed with stuff. We have a songwriter's night. We have... Um, a tailgate party day of show. We have the new faces show uh, Saturday night, all outdoor. Uh, that's an outdoor event. It was just terrific. The last two times we were there. Um, and then the seminars all weekend long on our road to independence conference. We answer all kinds of questions like this. doesn't matter if an artist is thinking about, you know, venturing into this or whether they're already a seasoned pro, there's tons to know and tons to learn. And, that's what we try to offer at the CMA Ontario. Well, they come to London May 29th to 31st of 2020. That's this coming May. You mentioned writers. And is country music unique in the way that maybe you can be a songwriter or do a lot of writing and then eventually turn that into being your own singer and performer? Well, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people will, you know, you'll you'll hear things like when you walk in the halls, you'll hear things like, 
You know, if you're a good writer, you should write. If you're a good singer, you should sing. Too many people try to write and perform their own stuff, and, you know, it's a difficult task. Very few people are capable of pulling both off. So, yeah, there are completely different streams of success available. You can be an artist. You can be a writer. Uh, so many Canadians, whether they're living here or have moved to Nashville or just go to Nashville to be amongst, you know, other others of, of the same mind, um, can make very good careers out of just writing. Um, writing a song, though, is like a work of art. Um, it's easy to put something out there, but very few stick with people and really make an impact. So, yeah, a good writer is a very valuable asset in the country world. Um, and the beautiful thing is in the country world, everyone is honest and personable and caring, and we really have this mood of working together no matter what corner of the industry you're, you're from. That's probably because historically it's been such a tough, hard slog uh, to develop the country music industry. These days you turn on country radio and, you know, some say, well, it sounds like pop music. Well, everything evolves, and it's a spirit of the song. It's the message of the song. It's, it's the fact that you can understand it. Um, great melodies, great hooks, great messages. I mean, country music is storytelling. It started that way decades ago. Well, I love the vibe that you just described. It's the vibe that you bring, and it's coming back to London. Couldn't be more excited. It's been great talking with you, Steve. All the best, and uh, if we don't talk before, we'll definitely see you in May. I thank you for your interest at uh, this time of the year as we look forward to next year. Mike, thanks so much, and we hope, to, we hope to prove everything I said when we show up at the end of May and treat everyone to a wonderful weekend, and we can't do it without people showing up. So thank you to all the fans and everyone who does want to come and participate or just check out this country thing and see what it's all about. It's a lot of fun. Thank Steve, you, Mike. Have a great Thursday afternoon. Thank you. Steve Cassie, President of CMA of Ontario. May 29th to 31st at Centennial Hall. Look forward to it. Our next guest on London Live is soon to have somebody in his own family headed off to school. Not just yet, but soon. He is someone who absolutely starred in high school football, University football with the Western Mustangs, and then in the Canadian Football League, where he was named a CFL All-Star. He was named the CFL's Most Outstanding Canadian in 2010. He won the Heck Crichton Trophy as the Most Outstanding Player in University Football in 2005. He's got a catch radius that, you know, if you had mosquitoes or deer flies in your backyard this summer... You needed somebody or something with a catch radius as big as Andy Fantuz in order to keep those things away. If this ball that you could throw in the game of football, if this went anywhere near him, he could haul it in. Had 101 catches one season for the Hamilton Tiger Cats and also won the Grey Cup with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Great to have Andy Fantuz with us to talk some football and some life. Andy, welcome to London Live. How are things? Hey, Mike. Things are great. Thanks for uh, having me on. You miss catching footballs? I mean, it, it, you have to tell us right now. When was the last time someone threw something at you and you had to catch it out of the air? <laughs> oh, boy. I think uh, 
probably when my daughter threw her pacifier and uh, I didn't want it to land on <laughs> on the dirty floor in the store, so I had to catch that. Now, how lucky is she <laughs> that that can happen? You know, because little kids will fling all kinds of things all over the place. How lucky is she that her dad can actually have a, a huge catch radius and pick that off before it hits the floor? You caught it, right? <laughs> I did catch it. Um, how lucky is she? Well. I guess we didn't have to go clean it, which is nice. So that saved a little bit of time. <laughs> How has life after football been? Obviously, a family has begun, but what's it been like? Yeah, honestly, it's it's been great. Um, getting you know different side of life for sure, and new experiences, a new chapter. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. I made a general or uh, uh, sorry, an organic transition into health and fitness. Um, the place I was training at, I kind of became partners with uh, the people running that. And so we have our own performance training business and uh, also a rehabilitation business that goes along with it hand in hand, which uh, keeps me really busy. And I still get to live vicariously through these athletes. So stay in the competitive mode and um, and and in the fitness mode, which, which is great for, uh, you know, just for my my what's it called my attitude and also for my you know for my health so that's been really good but it's nice to be able to spend more time at home and with my immediate family extended family and my friends and uh and really start to enjoy um you know i got to enjoy this summer which is something i haven't been able to do for many years so it's been great yeah no doubt now with all of the things available to athletes now when you look at when you were breaking in how different is it now compared to then in terms of what athletes can turn to for resources? Oh, geez. It's, you know, there, there are so much out there and a lot of it is good. Uh, some of it's bad. So you definitely have to be careful with the resources, but um, you, you know, with one click or, with five minutes, you can have anything at your fingertips nowadays. So it's a matter of uh, sorting through it properly. Um, but I always tell, I always tell the young athletes, you know, the more information you can listen to and absorb, the better. And you'll figure out, you figure out uh, what works for you, you know, as you go on. And uh, as long as it's not hurting you, it's it's um, it's only time and a little bit of energy that you can be wasting. So it's good to try new things and to listen to different people and get new ideas, but uh, you're going to figure out what's best for you as as your experiences move on. Andy Fantuz joining us, a star in Canadian University football, a star in the Canadian Football League, Grey Cup champion in 2007. Do you ever pull on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Grey Cup ring every once in a while? Uh, yeah, I still do. Um, you know, it's funny, I... I, that was only my second year in the league and was fortunate to win. And, of course, all the, the older guys told me, you know, how lucky you are to, to get there and to win. And, uh, you know, I took it for, for what I thought that meant. But after going there four more times and coming up short every time, I really, uh, really go back and appreciate that and, and echo that same, those same words to, to other kids. So can't let those opportunities pass up. And, I still wear my ring to events that, um, you know, events that I'm being asked to go to for, for football, I guess. So, uh, when I'm, when I'm going to see, see kids 
or I'm going to um, certain charity events, uh, like I wore it in London at Logan's uh, All In for Brain Research, at Logan Couture's All In for Brain Research charity casino night there in August. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are still still like to see it and still like to, like, wow, what's that? And <laughs> still gets noticed. So, you know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to bring it out every once in a while. Well, you mentioned Logan Couture's event. You have a very similar event coming up very soon in Hamilton. Yeah, I do. I was fortunate to add a new city to that program. So uh, I'm going to be hosting the, the same the same style event in Hamilton on October 24th. And uh, so it'll be Andy Fantuz's All In For Brain Research Charity Celebrity Casino Night. And uh, it's a black tie event. And you... you uh, you come and there's food and drinks and uh, casino games and all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds go for uh, brain research and concussion awareness. Um, half of it's local in Hamilton and half of it's uh, nationwide uh, uh, in, uh, projects so, and research. So it's a um, it's, it's very fun event. It's different than your, than your average, whatever it may be, a golf tournament or... Uh, a day-long thing so it's it's fun to get all dressed up and decked out and put your tux on or your evening gown and and come and meet some people from the area and network and uh and have some fun you know it's it, it was it was a great time so i was very blessed to uh be a part of it and uh there's still spots available so if anybody in london wants to make the trip i'd be i'd love to have you <laughs> of course um, but yeah, it's, there'll be people coming from all over and celebrities come, will be flying some in and driving some in. So we'll have, um, celebrities from many different sports attending. Andy Fantu is joining us right now on London live. Andy, when you look at football, everybody always uses that, that head injury concern. And it seems anymore, you know, you hear more about that. And sometimes parents will say, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want my kids to play football. That's been lasting forever. But as somebody who's been through all of the ranks, how concerned is the sport with head injuries, with concussions and with preventing that kind of stuff? Well, it's a, it's a huge concern. Um, all sports have to deal with it. And, and football is probably higher on the list than most sports, but it's not, uh, it's something that can be dealt with. It's all about just learning, um, learning how to hit properly, how to take hits properly, how to, how to, uh, engage in contact properly. And that goes across all sports, having the proper equipment, having the proper technique. Uh, and then, and then, uh, you know, but humans like uh, we're, we're all athletes. We're all athletic. We're gonna, we're gonna have some bumps and bruises and we have to learn the symptoms of, of when a head injury happens uh, in ourselves and recognizing it in our in our teammates or in our in our peers and uh, take those take these things seriously because um, unlike you know a broken arm you can't you can't see it um, but it's it's definitely as serious or more serious um, the majority of the time so uh, you know I had my share of different injuries in my career and concussion was definitely the scariest and that includes um, well, my compartment syndrome in London was pretty scary, but that includes ACL, that includes broken leg, that includes uh, broken elbow, uh, dislocated elbow. So the concussion is no joke, but, um, you know, if I, 
if I said, would I do it again? Absolutely. I learned more from football and football gave me so much in my life that I would recommend that sport uh, to, to anyone and everyone. It's the ultimate team game and there are lessons and, and friendships that you make and, and uh, playing that game that I don't know if you could get anywhere else. And I know other team sports are, are similar and similar and different, but uh, they're, you know, these things happen and we just have to have to be aware of the of the signs and how to deal with it and make sure we manage these things properly. Andy Fantu is with us. Football has to be the most inclusive of team sports. It doesn't matter what body type you are. There's a job, there's a position for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's 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 funny like looking around the locker room when you have uh you can have someone that's 140 pounds and and then you can have someone that's 350 pounds and uh Someone who's six foot ten and someone who's five foot three—it's um, it's it's funny, but you're absolutely right. Different skill types, and everyone's an athlete. Everyone can be an athlete, no matter how how uh, how tall or wide or it doesn't matter. It's uh, it's all about just realizing your potential. All right, we've got some Western Mustang fans who will need to just have you take us back a little bit. One of the things that you did at Western that was that was one of the wildest things was you would play defense on Hail Mary plays against the Mustangs. When and how did that start? Um, for the Mustangs? Yeah. Or against, okay, yeah. So... I guess I was I got sort of put into packages, prevent packages in practice once in a while. I was always um, kind of trying to tease, trying to joke my way in there with uh, the defensive coordinator Paul Gleason. Like, hey, put me in. I can I can do this because I did a, I played a lot of that in high school and in the OVFL when I played for Essex. So I had some experience with playing uh, safety, and then it kind of just happened that one game that. Um, we were playing against Ottawa and they had, they had a great passing attack. And for whatever reason, uh, I think we were down a guy that, that game. So I had, I was in there for certain packages and I ended up playing, you know, a dozen plays or so and, and, and had, <laughs> I had just like great stats. We had three picks and, and, and I think three tackles. So, um, I got some, some accolades for that, and the, and and obviously the team was was pumped about it, and uh, you know it's it's a team sport. I don't get me wrong; like I wouldn't do it with with anyone uh, without the guys in front of me. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then after that, it was sort of just select select games here and there. But um, even in the CFL, I was I was an alternate for for those kind of plays uh, many times. Andy Fantu is with us. Okay, we've talked Grey Cup, we've talked Western Mustangs. We can't let you go without just one thing about Fantu's Flakes, because this was a cereal that actually got circulated in southwestern Ontario as well, and it came as part of the 100 years of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You happen to be there for that, but your face might still be on cereal boxes somewhere. People still have some Fantu's Flakes. I don't know if they're still cranking them out. Can you take us through when you found out you were going to be on a cereal box? Well, it's funny you say that. I remember the specific moment when I got the call. I was uh, I was driving in London on York Street, um, like from the train station, basically. I passed Richmond. I was heading towards Talbot. And I got the call as I'm kind of going over the bridge there. And, um, you know, it was, 
it was uh, the, the uh, marketing director for the for the Rough Rider saying that um, the co-op, the co-op grocery store out there, wants to do this initiative, and wondering if I wanted to be on a cereal box. And I'm like thinking, wow, this is cool. Of course I do. Like, what do you mean? This is great. And uh, so it started out from that uh, from that call as I'm driving through London and, and during the off season, and um, and that led to well, you know, what kind of cereal do you want to have and at the time, I I liked a lot of cereal. That was before I knew how important nutrition was. I think, but uh, <laughs> it um, yeah, I kind of just let them go with what they what they thought they were going to do, and we we had some fun putting the box together, and uh, and then we released it, and it sold out in Saskatchewan within an hour or something ridiculous. So a month later, we went for another run and had a different box where I had a different haircut and a different jersey. and a, um, So there's actually two boxes out there, believe it or not, and circulated that all across Western Ontario, or sorry, Western Canada. And I did tell them that part of the deal would be you have to ship at least 20 cases back to uh, Southwestern Ontario because uh, I know my family and friends and supporters are going to want to want to get a get their hands on some of those boxes. So it was a, it was a, a lot of fun, but the best part was is um, that the my portion of the proceeds from from the cereal and uh, and then my proceeds that they compensated me with went to the Saskatchewan Children's Hospital that they were building. So we we ended up donating, I believe it was um, sixty five thousand dollars to the the children's hospital so that was pretty cool for for me to be a part of that's amazing now can we picture this have you ever sat down and at the breakfast table had a box of cereal with your face on it and and eaten a bowl of fantu's flakes every single day (laughs) (laughs) no i was eating it i was eating it for a while and then uh the box was made in 2010 i believe and um probably about a year later I, I don't think I don't recommend anyone eating that any, eating that anymore. It's more of a souvenir. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, what a career! And it's great to know that you're still involved with athletes. And again, October 24th, Andy will be hosting a charity casino event. If you remember, Logan Couture's All In for Brain Research that was held at Centennial Hall just a few weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that will be happening in Hamilton on October the 24th. Andy, it's always great hearing from you. Again, congratulations on everything you did in football, and uh, best of luck with everything you're doing now. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, Mike. And if anyone is looking for information, they can uh, check out my website, andyfantuz.com, and there's a link for the uh, event through there. So I really appreciate you having me on, Mike. It's always nice to to get back to London, to chat with London folk, and uh, to reminisce on some Mustang uh, memories. <laughs> we'll do it again. Thanks. All right. Cheers. Bye now. Andy Fantuz, one of the greatest receivers this country has ever produced. When the ball was near him, he caught it. Amazing to watch. And if you were a Mustang fan when he was there, you got treated to a whole lot of things that don't even exist on highlight reels right now. But you remember them in your head. You've been listening to the London Live Podcast. Catch the show live on weekdays from 1 to 3. 